welcome to a new series on Jackson Cloud. I'm Jamin. I'm Casey. And I'm Olivia. And today we're going to start a nine-week conversation on the Beatitudes because there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I lost count somewhere. But we're pretty sure it balances out. Not nine weeks, nine episodes. Okay, I was about to say, I'm like, spend the rest of our lives. (laughs) Like, I didn't know there was 18 Beatitudes. (laughs) Two per Uh, week plus the game, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so a lot of people, you know, sometimes forget, like, what were the Beatitudes again? They're right there in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, so on and so forth. Um, But uh, that's the one that we're going to start with because that's right at the beginning. So this is the Sermon on the Mount. This is where Jesus gives like his longest, look, it's just red letters for all the eye can see for like three chapters straight. He just keeps going. He's got a lot to say. Um, It's almost as though the gospel writers have kind of just taken many of his best messages throughout his ministry and just crammed it into one spot, you know, for the sake of narrative. (laughs) Just like get it all right here and and let everybody kind of absorb this in. Um, so today we'll focus on blessed are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What I love about the Beatitudes, and this is part of the reason I try to commit them to memory, is they're so backwards. They don't really make sense sometimes. Some of them do, like blessed are the pure in heart, they shall see God. Like, yeah, we get that. But like poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Heaven is like this glorious, wonderful kingdom of God, and yet there's these words of like poorness. You're the ones who, and you're like, that doesn't seem to line up so much. Well, what does even poor in spirit mean? Yes, that is where we're headed because no one knows. (laughs) No, I shouldn't say no one knows. But when you read like commentaries on this, people are a little bit divided as like, like, because it's not being straight up poor, right? Mm-hmm. Because that comes later in the Beatitudes. Because mm-hmm. meekness, right? Well, meekness and poor. So what is same meekness? Thing <laughs> well, anyway, that's what I lump it with. But what else? When we get to our week on meekness, we need to also assess what is meekness because that one gets confused a lot too. Right, but like poor in spirit, is that supposed to be like the depressed? So. I, when I think poor in spirit, I've got like two ways that my brain could go with this and I don't really know which one to go, but the two places my brain goes to is poor in spirit as in, yeah, someone who's kind of downtrodden, kind of just... Rainy cloud over their face. Like you have those high spirited friends and this is the friend that's opposite of that. They're kind of quiet, not overly excitable. And then the other one, poor in spirit, is like, they're poor in the Holy Spirit. They don't have as much connection there as someone who is strong in the Spirit. That's an interesting So take. maybe just poor in their relation with God. See, I still rather have, I still, I don't know, I'm thinking like, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm thinking like Breakfast Club. Like... This is literally all I know about that movie. Really? I've never seen it. This is it. <laughs> right there. So continue your analogy. That you might understand, but I don't. But like, yeah, there's a couple of those characters that are just like very angry, very... De- I mean, they're all in detention, obviously, because... Obviously. Go on. See, I feel like anger... <laughs> Help me out here. These people don't know what I'm saying. I have seen that one. But you have? I have. Awesome. Who am I? I don't know who I am anymore. You've seen a movie I haven't. I'm actually very well versed in 
80s movies. Well, anyway, there's a couple <laughs> characters on there that seem very down and depressed. See, okay, I'm going to argue that angry is not the same as... Hang on, what was the, what was the phrase? Poor in spirit. Poor in spirit. <laughs> because anger can also be very high-spirited. So, like, someone who's angry, they might be loud and big. Right. So, so maybe that's not the I'm best gonna analogy. Argue the other way. Well, also, I want to just want to finish my point because poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So it makes more sense that poor in spirit is someone who's a quiet, a smaller personality person than someone who's a less relational person. Because poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. If they don't have very big relation with God, maybe their kingdom isn't heaven. So, so I don't know. Just gonna. So to try to, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to translate this. <laughs> I could be entirely wrong. Let me try to translate this to where, in modern day terms, would poor in spirit be introverted? I think, in a way. I mean, I don't actually know. I'm, I'm posing that as a legit question. So only introverts get to heaven. No, that's <laughs> not what we're saying. We're saying. No, Even blessed are the poor in spirit, for, for theirs, theirs is, is the, the kingdom, kingdom of, of heaven. heaven. Right. All you extroverts are out. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm I saying what you guys are like, hang on, what I'm saying, but I'm also not saying, but I... I'm saying this, but I'm not saying this. No, I'm posing it, it as a... It doesn't make sense, but it makes sense in this context. No, I'm posing it as a question. I don't know the answer. That's why I'm asking the question. You know, interestingly... Not every single thing you've said so far is like a possibility, but like when you look at commentaries, they're like, I think it means this. No, I think it means this. No, I think it, and some of the things that you have said are actually like some of the things that they say. Also, oh. some of the things you've said are things where they're like, no, that's not it. <laughs> but but, uh, but the reason they even bring the, those things up is because of like some people throughout history have wondered like, does it mean that? Yeah, even uh, I think some of the other more like interesting routes are like um, those who might be a little more like mentally dealing with mental health issues or something like that. They've, they've gone all different kinds of routes. So we're going to just kind of like look at a few commentaries, what they have to say and try to think like what makes the most sense to us. But before we do that, let's look at the actual Greek, right? Because Bible's ah, technically yes. in Greek, poor in spirit in Greek. I mean, you're not going back to Hebrew? No, because we're in the New Testament. If we were in the Old Testament, then we'd go to Hebrew. But in the New Testament, poor would be... Ptochos. Ptochos. Hold on, what was that again? Yeah, yeah let's see. Ptochos. Potatoes, I think is what it said. The horse. Pot the horse. Pot of horse. P-T-O-C-H-O-S. Pot of horse. Yes. I think, okay. All right. Pot of horse. Let's go ahead and do a Bible word study on this word. So, I'm just going to pull up the Lexham Theological Word Book. Pot of horse. Uh, refers to being poor, especially so poor as to be dependent on others for support. So that would at least be like our theological idea. It, 
Because this is one of the things where you wonder, when we think poor, we usually think immediately... Money. Money. Someone who doesn't have much to go off of. But because it's poor connected to spirit, like, what does that mean? Do some people, like, only have 50% of their spirit? <laughs> like, what's poor in spirit? Like, what do we do with this? Yeah. So does that mean the people that cannot change into Super Saiyan? No, it does not. Nerd Church is Monday nights from 5.30 to 9 o'clock. This is the Jackson Clap. <laughs> Um, so, refers to being poor, especially so poor as to be dependent on others for support. So, one of the ways in which some commentaries are going to go with this is like, what is it that we are to be poor with? Who is it that we are to depend on? And they're going to go the route of, uh, blessed are, are those. And blessed, actually, like, there's a few different words we could use, but like, happy, in this case, would be it. So, like, blessed... We usually think of hashtag blessed, you know, like, I got all the stuff. But in this case, it's more like happy. As far as it goes with the kingdom of heaven and with Christianity and with Jesus, those who are happy are those who are poor in spirit. And they're the ones who receive the kingdom of heaven. So some would say it's someone who knows, despite what they have or what they don't have, that they are dependent on God for everything. Is that... Does that sound right? This is at least one example. I still don't understand what that has to do with poor in spirit. Right, yeah. Uh, But at least because we have the word poor, and that's talking about being dependent on others for support, Mm -hmm. we might start thinking, blessed are those who are poor in their... Well, what was the way that you talked about spirit? It's kind of like a... Angst? Is that the word I'm like... That's definitely not where I went, but... Prideful, big, big... Yeah, kind of like a big personality person, very loud. All right, so blessed would those be who, like, could be loud, but instead choose to be, make themselves lowly, recognizing they're dependent on God for everything. Is that... I think that's a stretch, but... Well, that's going to be one route commentaries go. So blessed are the... In spirit, spirit uh, in this case is going to be pronounced panevma, but it's based on the root word numa. You ever watch that Bible series back in the day, Rob Bell? Numa. I did. She has no idea what you're talking about. It was spelled N O O M A, but it's a transliteration of the Greek word numa, which is for spirit. Now. So not the the Numa Numa song? Numa, <laughs> I was Numa, also yeah. singing that. Numa, yes. Numa, Numa, yeah. Yeah, so Numa in the Bible is often used for invisible, tangible force of sorts. So it could be your spirit. It could be God's Holy Spirit. It could also be breath. Like, that's a force of sorts. Wind, that's a force of sorts that you don't so see. So airbenders? No. Nerd Church is Mondays from 5.30 to 9 o'clock. And this is the Jackson Clap. So, uh, breath and wind is rarely going to be used by Numa in the New Testament. It's usually going to be referring to God's Spirit. Um, but you always have to, like, when you see Holy Spirit, when you see Spirit capitalized in the Bible, and you're like, oh, it's the Holy Spirit. The people who translated your Bible actually had to work really hard to be like, are we talking about the Holy Spirit here? <laughs> because Paul could be talking about, like, a demonic spirit. He could be talking about a uh, 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 a human spirit. He could be talking about you know all different the wind, <laughs> the breath. 
Um, so there, there's always that translation trying to figure out when we use the word pneuma in the Bible, what we talked about. In this case, it would make sense to me that we're talking about our spirit, right? Because Jesus is preaching to a crowd, blessed are the poor, those who know that they have to depend on others for support. Blessed are the poor in their spirits. Uh, in other words, they recognize to be lowly, they recognize to be humble and to bring themselves down. Even if they have everything that they need, they recognize that God is the source of it and that they are little as to their own-ness. <laughs> I'm phrasing it weird, but are we tracking it a little bit? I mean, a little Not bit. super well. Okay, all um, right. I'm still on the... I mean, I, was depression even a thing back when, like... I mean, they're living in exile, so yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, not that it wasn't a thing. I mean, do they actually was have the verbiage? Was it was it categorized? I don't know that? about the verbiage, but when they saw people with mental health issues, they would often think that someone was demonized. So, for example, when Jesus says, I've met Moses, they're all like, you have a demon! Because they're like, you're insane! You know, like, that's just usually what they would jump to. Wait, what was that? What was that? How did they say it again? You're insane! Okay, I just want to make it. Alright. So, did they have depression per se? I don't know. But they would have recognized a depressed person if they saw them, right? Judas, by the end of things, very depressed. Hangs himself. So they're familiar with the idea, at least. I'm just thinking that's in modern... Because like I'm, I'm trying to like feel like... I want to try to translate into modern terms. Yeah. And so I feel like... That's what I'm still stuck on, is I feel like depressed is a better term, but then again, it could be wrong. But Jesus isn't looking for people to be depressed to get into heaven, right? So it would make more sense for him to be saying, blessed are those of you who, again, make yourselves lowly rather than puff yourselves up with pride. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. So would humble be a better? That would be what a lot of commentaries would suggest. Humble or meek. <laughs> Blessed are those who are humble. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. When you think about it, like pride runs this huge narrative throughout the Bible. It's the reason that Satan's kicked out of heaven for his pride. The pride, the prophets call out prideful leaders time and time and time and time again. So when we see like connected to the kingdom of heaven, we do see this like those who make themselves low, those who make themselves like Jesus, those who wash each other's feet. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So let's just quickly look at a few commentaries. Here's the Faith Life Study Bible, which by the way, if you're looking just for something to read your Bible with, Faith Life Study Bible, get it. It's my favorite, it's very good. It's written by a bunch of commentarians from Lagos Bible Software, which is very Wait, is expensive. Is it Lagos or Logos? So, <laughs> people fight about this. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's, it's a Greek word. And uh, Logos is what we all call it in English. But then some people are like, no, it's pronounced Logos. So since it's supposed to be a Greek word, I don't Call it what you want. I don't care. But it's spelled Logos. So anyways, this is free. You can get the app, the Faith Life Study Bible app. Just get it because it's very dense in information, but also very quick as to what it needs to say. So when you come across a confusing part of your Bible, you can just open this and be like, ah, that's what I meant. 
So they would say poor in spirit refers to those in Jesus' day who recognize and bear their desperate plight and who long for God's restoration through the Messiah. This is one way that people are going to go. Remember, Israel's in exile. Things are going badly, and Jesus comes along. He's like, blessed are you, even though everything sucks. You're holding true to God. So you could go that route. So everybody in 2020. <laughs> blessed are the people of 2020, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, so. uh, let's look at the Pillar New Testament commentary. The poor in spirit in the sense of this beatitude are those who recognize that they are completely and utterly destitute in the realm of the spirit. So this is kind of what we were sort of talking about. They recognize their lack of spiritual resources and therefore need their complete dependence on God. Is the opposite of Pharisaic pride in one's own virtue in which Jesus was so often, Jesus so often confronted. Uh, so in their case, it'd be like, we're back to this pride versus humility thing, right? Mm -hmm. The Pharisees, huge prideful jerks sometimes. And, <laughs> and Jesus is like, blessed are those of you who don't act like that. Like your spirit's so puffed up, you think you got it all and everything's great. Instead, blessed are you who are humble. Even if you have all that together, you fast in secret and you don't draw attention to you. You live lowly lives. So that, that could kind of line up. You know, in the end for me, um, the NET Bible notes would say the poor in spirit is a reference to the pious poor for whom God especially cares, which I think is kind of like a summary of what I've been. Pious poor? Yeah, so like you are holy, you are living righteously, but you don't make a deal out of it. You recognize your poorness anyways in the light of all that. Okay, well, let's talk about, like, someone that you could think that you would say poor in spirit. A story where someone lived away in which you're like, I think that would match what being poor in spirit is. I mean, I got a couple examples. Go ahead. All right. Let's so, see if it makes poor in spirit make sense. Well, like, one example in particular is at one point when I was at a church location, um... There was, there was a guy that never wanted any attention, but, like, was the hardest worker of the church I knew. Like, he would come in and mow, like, a six-acre lawn every week without any attention or any, any, like, most people didn't even know he did it. But, like, he would do it every week as a way of trying to, like, serve the church and, like, never wanted any attention from it, never wanted any recognition, just came in and did it every week. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. That sounds poor in spirit to me. He deserves recognition. He deserves, he deserves at some point when the church goes the wrong route to stand up in front of everybody and say, this is not the way and you need to listen to me because you know how much stuff I've done for you. <laughs> and the poorness would be, I'm respecting the church's decision and I'm just mm -hmm. standing back, you know, like that would be like a, rather than go with the pride and what he deserves after all that work, making himself low and humble. That makes sense. I follow. It's just one possibility. There's several out there as to what Jesus was talking about, but it's something that's good to try to think about. Like, what would it mean for us to live poor in spirit, you know, like... I know pastors who, 
I know one pastor, I would sit in his meetings with a whole bunch of other pastors because it was a big, big church. <laughs> and I'd listen to all these other pastors. Some of them would sometimes just like straight like, this is what we need to do. We've been doing it the wrong way. La, 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 la. You know, and like, I'm like, you can't talk to your lead pastor that way. Like he's, <laughs> he's doing his best. And yet that lead pastor would just be like, good thoughts. You know, like I expect him to lord it over them in his position and with the power that he has. And instead, he makes himself low and is to some extent like serving these others, even just by listening to their thoughts when he wouldn't even have to on paper, you know, like. So that might be an example that I could think of poor in spirit. You got any? Olivia's got lots of great ideas right now. She doesn't want to share them in order to illustrate poor in spirit. She could, and we would all be blown away, but it just doesn't feel right for her to have that kind of recognition. Mm. See, she's got a story too. <laughs> so, like, the real question I have is that that sounds great, but what can we actively do to, you know, for the people watching or even for us going home, what could we do to try to become the poor in spirit? Hmm. Or what, this is gonna sound bad, but I'm gonna throw it out there anyway, what could we learn from today? Why does that sound bad? Because well, it's always the old like it's 80, 90 TV uh, shows. Oh. It's cliche. Overused. Your veggie tailing. Uh, what would you say? How, how would you apply it? Um, do good for the sake of doing good instead of the sake of recognition. That would be good. I think, and again, it brings us back to the original meaning of poor is recognizing that we're dependent on someone else. If that someone else is God, then it would be not like boosting ourselves up, looking at everything that we have, like... Man, look at this living I made for myself. Look at how good my job's going. Look at all these followers. I'm a straight up influencer, baby. You know, just like all these type things. It would be me stepping back and I'm not those things. <laughs> but I'm using, uh -huh. I'm, I'm creating an example. Uh -huh. It would be me stepping back and saying, God, I'm just so dependent on you. This is like, I can do nothing. You can do everything. So I. I submit myself to you, would you guide me and lead me? So that would be a, another way. Not just of setting my pride aside, but of submitting all that I have and recognizing its littleness compared to God and Him being my support. What about you? I mean, for me, it would be trying to find some way, whether online or in person, the people around you, um, find a way to help them with needs that they have. Like, as a way to not want anything in return, but just find an opportunity to help in the small circles and influences that you have. No. Or, don't yell at somebody online this week. <laughs> That'll help out so much. <laughs> that actually might be a good example. Yeah. So, you know, what do you think poor in spirit means? It is a conversation to be had because there's a lot of different takes on it. Um, but you've kind of got the basics today as we've been talking as to what we would say as far as looking at the word and other 
looking at the words in their original context as well as some commentaries. Comment below or on our Discord as to what you think poor in spirit means, and uh, we'll chat with you there. And if you want to go Super Saiyan, check out Nerd Church, Monday nights at 5.30 to 9. But this is the Jackson Cloud.